like it was Welcome back to the Zach and Jack Talk Cat Show. I'm Zach. And I'm Jack. Oh, we got a fourth guest for you guys tonight. Our fourth in a row. This episode is different than usual. We'll, we'll talk some Kentucky basketball stuff with our guests, of course, but we are also going to talk some, like, about basketball cards and man caves. We have not got into that yet in the in the podcast, so I think it'll be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. This is a guy that's um, been a Kentucky fan his whole life and is uh, getting ready to have two kids that he's going to also raise up to be good Kentucky fans, and I think we're going to have a lot of good content. Looking forward to that. But if if you don't care, let's get into those headlines. Yeah, let's hear them. All right. LSU's Dare Rosenthal enters transfer portal. Will Kentucky be an option? Yes. McLaughlin demolishes world record in 400-meter hurdles. Jalen Duran looks really good in Kentucky blue. Phoenix Suns advance to NBA Finals. And finally, flying treats? Can dogs and cats snack safely on cicadas? No. Well, I don't know about dogs and cats, but I'll never forget that time we came home from that party in college and you had one eating it in the <laughs> apartment. <laughs> one of the craziest things I've ever seen, just the crunch and watching you eat that thing. Okay, this is disgusting and not true. Um, but anyway, like... I need some veterinarian expertise here, but I don't have that. So I got the next best thing. I got the the husband of a veterinarian. What would you say? Mm-hmm. Oh, dangerous choice asking me that on a serious note. Uh, I'm going to say, first off, everybody needs to understand I have no professional training and I know not of what I speak. A majority of the time that's, that's true on here, actually. But. Hey, I'd say, uh, sure, go for it. Yeah, Let your old cat and dog n- uh, nip on them and, and have a little snack. I couldn't stop my dogs from eating them if I tried, so I, I, I guess they'll have them just by default. Well, it turns out that it's okay for them to have them uh, as long as they don't have a rare allergy to kitten, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> uh, the exoskeleton <laughs> material, the bugs are not toxic. Okay, what ah, the exoskeleton. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's uh, very toxic to the animals. And I, hey, you know, nobody wants to say go to church on Sunday and say, "Well, we lost Fluffy. He got the got a hold of a bad exoskeleton, and that was it for him." That's uh, <laughs> uh, hey, it's go for it. That's what I'd say. I, I like it. Yeah. Apparently, there's just a fungus that can affect the actual bugs and not the actual snackers. So, I have a way at it. Cats and dogs have a way at it. <laughs> okay, so let's go. Let's get let's get real. First headline there: Dare Rosenthal, LSU, uh, entered the transfer portal, and word is on the street his number one choice is Kentucky. I and mean, my goodness, man, this football stuff just keeps getting exciting. Okay, I'll say a couple of things. It is getting exciting. But I'd say the most exciting thing for me would be that this – so the offensive line recruiting and and the, the talent, 
on the team and, and our depth, even with the tragic loss of John Schlarman. Oh yeah. You you've had the you've had your new coach, Coach Wolford, come in and he's continued what, what Coach Schlarman started. So that's an encouraging thing. Mm-hmm. And then to have a kid from LSU who probably would have been drafted if he'd gone last year. Similar to Darian Kennard, he came back to improve his draft stock. And to have a kid like that say, well, hey, I may come to Kentucky, man, that's uh, that's a big deal. It's awesome. And like you just said about Kennard, if if we have both of them, they will both be high draft picks, am I right? Yes, and I'm not exactly sure where, but I had a source that – got in touch with me and actually notified me of this. And it's, it's amazing because, you know, tackle and I won't go in. It's this, we could go really deep on this, but yeah, tackle is an interesting position because a lot of times, depending on the formation you're in, you're on the edge. Uh, And we know from having Josh Allen that a lot of times on the edge, that's where the best athlete on the field can be. It's an embarrassment of riches compared to what the standard has been in the past for Kentucky football, but it's an excellent position to be in. And so if you're talking about just a, how could this you know affect the team, in SEC football we say it all the time, you can pencil in some injuries. They're coming. Um, so I know this kid maybe got caught with the devil's lettuce, uh, as old folks say. But, um, you know, that's subjective. You can say what you want to about it or be against it or for it or whatever you think. But uh, if we're talking about playing football, which is what I'm talking about right now, or we we are talking about right now, I think you get that kid if you can get him and you'd be damn happy to have him. Well, heck yeah. I mean, he's a stud on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I didn't pay attention a lot to LSU, but I – I, from what I've read, he seemed to be. Mm-hmm. And also, speaking of LSU, oh, we're coming to you Wednesday evening after the Suns have defeated the Clippers. But uh, yesterday, Kelvin Joseph tweeted, hashtag BBN, transfer you. Do we have enough? Kelvin, he was at LSU too, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah, so like he's there he is recruiting him to come to Kentucky. I mean, that's that's dope as hell. You may hear that he has officially announced he's coming to Kentucky before you hear this podcast, or we may release this and then bam. That's usually something that happens on our podcast, but <laughs> I think he's yeah. coming, and I think it's freaking dope. I think uh, I think it is, too. And I think that what you just talked about with Kelvin Joseph says a lot about Mark Stoops and the, the kind of the culture he's built in that Kelvin Joseph's time at Kentucky was something that was really great. He led the SEC in interceptions, but then at the same time, it also kind of ended on a sour note, and he opted out and didn't play the last game of the season, blah, 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 blah. Everybody knows the story, but at the end of the day, or, you know, as we've moved through into what is now the, the present, what was the future then, even though those things happen, he still has that good enough relationship where he would encourage or think it was a good idea for someone to do something similar to what he did and come to Kentucky for what's probably only going to be one season. And we will take it. Yep. I will for sure. All right. I'm going to move into that next headline. I don't know if, I don't know if everybody listening is going to recognize that name, but McLaughlin 
demolishes world record in 400 meter hurdles. This was some impressive stuff. Wait a minute! Cat of the day, cat of the day. It is the cat of the day. Cat of the day, cat of the day. It is the cat of the day. Cat of the day. That's right. Our cat of the day was a part of the track and field team in her day at Kentucky. That is Sydney McLaughlin. I think I'm saying that right. But, I mean, she just smoked a record, like an Olympic record. This lady has done so many impressive things that it's just unbelievable. Yeah, she she's a cut from a different fabric. She's what you would call or what I would consider elite. And I think that when she was at Kentucky, she was May she was 17 or 18, so you know, still really young. I mean, my gosh, she's still really young, but mm-hmm. um to to see the things that she does it's both amazing and also kind of terrifying because I realize how far away I am from being able to do any of those things. Uh, <laughs> but we're, but yet we're both human beings. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, she is awesome. True. I'm pretty sure you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure she was maybe in the Olympics or, at the very least, qualified to be in a spot. Maybe it was even an alternate spot, but in a spot uh, four years ago. Yeah, she was a twenty. Uh, well, five years ago because of COVID. Thanks. Uh, oh. She was a twenty sixteen Olympian. Yes, I did not realize that that the Olympics were supposed to be late, or I had forgotten it. Were supposed to be last yeah. summer. That's crazy. Twenty twenty was set up to be such a special year in so many ways. Yes, it was. You know, we we've talked about the holidays and stuff, and how everything was going to line up and be on the perfect days. And of course, you had a child, and I was getting married, and it was just it was going to be, and it was still a big year. But oh yeah, great. Well, I mean, good year for us. Bad, bad year for some people, but uh, yeah, whatever. We'll get off topic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Per you. Bad, bad year for Kentucky basketball, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, 2016 Olympian. She was a 10-time high school national champion. Um, she was a NCAA champion in 2018, three-time SEC champion, five-time All-American, uh, holds collegiate records, holds records at UK, and literally, um, let me pull this article up. I'm sorry. Uh she broke an Olympic record at the Olympic uh, qualifiers, I guess, and like people were amazed at it. Uh, let me read it here. Sydney McLaughlin shocked the athletics world on the eve of the Tokyo Olympics on Monday, becoming the first woman in history to break the 52-second mark in the 400-meter hurdles. Mm. Uh, she beat it by like, beat the record by like 0.26 seconds, which doesn't seem like a lot, but in that situation, it is it is a lot. Um, but I mean, it, it's just unbelievable what she's doing. And then uh, hopefully she's going to go represent us well at the Olympics. Well, I know she is. An excellent display of American athleticism. That's all you can hope for when you're going into the Olympics. Oh yeah, hell of a cat of the day, hell of a Olympic Olympian, hell of a person. We'll love it. Yep. Hey man, 
not to be understated, I know obviously since she is the cat of the day, it kind of goes without saying, but how lucky are we that she was at Kentucky? I know. It's crazy. And I didn't even know about the things that she was doing while she was at Kentucky. Yep. Sadly, I didn't learn it. I didn't really learn about it until I had to look it up here. But I mean, that's in, that's impressive stuff. But was Mitch here when she when she came on board? Oh, oh yeah, she was only yeah. she was here like only two years, two or three years ago. Maybe it's been a little longer than that. I don't know, but but Matt Matt had her on the radio. She was a definitely a good cat of the day. Yeah, Kentucky is where it's at, and not just basketball. That's crazy, That's right? We do nothing but win, except for all the games we played in basketball, except nine of them. <laughs> In 2020, yes, but good news or good news is coming in basketball. Hopefully, with this Jalen Duran kid, I mean that that dude is a stud. He's in the 2022 class right now and just took over the number one spot in that class. I'm so confused by it all, but I think he's trying to transfer to the not transfer, trying to reclassify to the 2021 class. And if he does that and comes to Kentucky, man, yeah. I think you're right. He is trying to reclassify, but I'm not sure that that's all, you know, like gone through. I don't think the T's are crossed or nor the I's dotted, but is the plan nonetheless. And so I, I, I think that once somebody kind of in his caliber decides that that's what they're going to do, they can make it happen. Yeah. Um, and so if we're assuming that for sake of argument, then we also, I'd like to assume, are, are saying that we know all of the choices. Uh, either it's the G League or it's college in some form of Kentucky or Miami. Um, Memphis. Memphis, yeah. Uh, or maybe, uh, was there one more of those kind of the main three? I think Michigan might be in the running. Okay, Michigan too. Because, I, yeah, I think he's going to release a top five maybe. or uh, Yeah. I don't know, but and I, does the top five he's releasing include G League? I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I mean, well, I would assume. I don't. I mean, okay. I think, yeah, definitively, but I don't know that. But I would. Con- I mean, because it is an option. It is one of your top five, presumably. So, I would say that uh, part of this. Well, something that needs to be noted is he, like you already said, is the number one player in the class now. And when he came on his Kentucky visit last weekend, word on, you know, through the grapevine is from the people that know the visit was he had the red carpet rolled out in front of him. Mm-hmm. And that they did things that like they would do for somebody like Cade Cunningham or something like that. Here's the only difference you have Chin Coleman and Orlando Antigua. And Jay Lucas on the assist. Anyway, so I feel like that they they want this kid and they feel like they've put themselves in an excellent position to get him, not only because of what Kentucky offers from a basketball standpoint on the court and the tradition, but also that he'd be playing with great players. He knows the kids from going on the visit so close to the upcoming season. Uh, a lot of the guys that he saw, they're going to be there on the team. They're already practicing for this coming year. And then, of course, the elephant in the room is the name, image, likeness. And the pitch that Calipari, see, that's part of the golden part about this. 
it's kind of like Mark Stoops pitching the football thing of saying, I know what good football looks like. We coached at Florida State and had success here and there and all these other things. And uh, so if you're a good enough salesman, in my opinion, before anybody has anything they can negative recruit against you, that's almost your golden opportunity right there is selling the dream. And so that I feel like that's probably what they did for Jalen Duran. They they sat that guy down and they said, look, if you come to Kentucky, these are the things we're going to be able to do for you because of name image likeness. Mm-hmm. Um, and being the number one overall player in the class, that has to add some appeal because you're a rock star from the moment you step on campus. Yep. So in, in a very long-winded way, I'm saying that I think they're in a good spot or that's at least the only thing I hear. And hopefully he's a kid that wants to be something new at Kentucky and come in and kind of be what John Wall was for us, honestly, and reinvigorate this thing, man. Yep, for sure. Because obviously last year was terrible. We lost the year before that to COVID. And it's just time to get it back going. And I think he's the – He's the one to help us do it. And I I just don't see a better option for him. Go anywhere else or go to the place that's going to give you the best opportunity you got in college with this new NIL rule. And then your first game of the season, or one of your first game of the seasons is against Duke University at Madison Square Garden. I yep. mean, all, all eyes are on you then. And then show what you're about then. They're going to be on you for the rest of the season. It's just not going to get better. It's especially with that freaking G League, man. It's not going to get better than Kentucky. You're exactly right because uh, the the biggest difference between us and the G League is is we've already over the last hundred plus years built our fan base. There are people uh, like we're talking about with our children not going to have any choice but to be a Kentucky fan. Yep. And the G League going right hand in hand with your point about the for lack of a better term, blue blood matchups in the Champions Classic, us and Duke, Krzyzewski's last year. If you're Jalen Duran, man, and you're looking at it from an opportunity standpoint, that's a heck of an opportunity. You're coming in and playing against good talent. Yeah. I believe pa- I believe Paolo Manchero is uh, going to be on there. Did he decide to go pro? I can't remember. I don't even know who that is. I, th- I think he is going to Duke, and he's a really good big man. But either either way, that recruitment, we should start to know some things. I'm not saying like that we're, he's going to decide. I don't. I definitely don't think he already has. But it should be very interesting. You don't think Jalen's decided? Well, I mean, no, I don't guess so. I think that Kentucky did have the last visit, so presumably he is – closer to deciding now than he than he was after any of the other visits. Oh, he's but, already been to Memphis and Michigan and Miami? I think so. I think that's right. Okay. But maybe yet again here, you know, facts are optional. <laughs> so yeah. He he uh he, I don't I don't I don't know, man. He could be. He could be he could have already decided and he's just playing it out and I don't know, staying relevant. Well, whatever. There's, I don't care what he does. If he doesn't pick Kentucky, he's going to wish he did. There's there's no better place to pick than Kentucky. And let me tell you who can tell you that, Devin Booker. Mm. 
Phoenix Sun advancing to Western Conference Finals tonight. How about that, man? You set them up for it. I, we're not even going to play that joke anymore. You did that, and I'm proud of you for doing that. But I'm also proud of Devin, man. This is so cool. Yeah, he uh, he's always been one of my favorites. I remember when he came to Kentucky and he was <laughs> – I mean, it's hard to call somebody that's six five, two hundred pounds, and a D one athlete, a little kid, but <laughs> little smiling, goofy kid, and then yeah, as, I, as, go ahead. I, I'm just gonna add to that. Like, I remember when he first came to Kentucky, I said, "Man, this guy kind of looks like a fourth Jonas Brothers member or something." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, really though, and and then as Kentucky fans do, like. We get to see him grow from the fourth Jonas brother <laughs> to a guy who's leading his squad to the NBA final. Yeah. And uh, even though you have people who have been huge fans of his from a Kentucky perspective, uh, you have people like me who are an idiot that say, this guy has no help and they're not going anywhere. But then... I follow the guy all year long <laughs> almost because of that and, and seeing it and I don't know, it just kind of piques your interest. And I guess that reminds me that through all this, that's why we do this. That's why we record. That's why we're fans. That's why we have these conversations. It's it's not all about the individual things. It's, it's about the feeling that you get from it. Yeah. You know, the individual memories fade but you don't forget how something made you feel. And I feel like that most Kentucky fans have that connection with UK athletics. And I don't know, Booker is just another prime example of, of greatness being displayed on a, on what is really now a global stage. So congrats to him. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and bring in our fourth guest. All right, man, let's get that guy on. All right, it's time to welcome in our fourth guest of the show. His name is Cade Frazier. This guy was a pike with us at Murray State and our neighbor for a couple years, and he is the strength and conditioning coach for the Callaway County basketball team. So he knows a little bit about basketball in Kentucky, um, and he's also the soon-to-be father of the future Harrison twins at UK. Uh, anything you want to say to that introduction, Mr. Frazier? Well, no, I uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Uh might know a little bit about basketball. I don't know about a lot, maybe a little bit. And, uh, yeah, ready for the twins. Shout out Taylor. She's been a great mama. Oh, yeah. Shout out Taylor. Cade, uh, we we love you. We're glad that you're here, but you're going to have to speak up also. If you're you, to are, okay. you are going to have to speak up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we, can, uh, we can edit this out, but it's, I don't know, it got choppy as soon as we started. Is that supposed to happen? Nah, it happens all the time. We'll keep this. Uh, the people that listen know that our you know, equipment is virtually non-existent. <laughs> and, uh, so it's just part of what you get when you come on a podcast with us. My oh, car yeah. door may open at any minute or, you know, a gunshot <laughs> may ring out. You never know, man. Yeah. Just speak up a little bit. Um, but that's okay. Uh, um, that was that was a great introduction. I'm surprised so. somebody hadn't yelled at me yet for saying that you can't hear me since I'm out here in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I often cannot hear you because you cut out, but hopefully, hopefully it doesn't happen here. Glad to have you, brother. Thanks. I'm I'm glad to be on here, guys. Hell yeah! Uh, so we're bringing Kate on to, of course, talk Kentucky basketball and even the NBA cats. 
But we're also going to talk about some unique stuff that we haven't talked about on the show yet. Like, uh, Cade's got a cool man cave he started up with some Kentucky features in it. And he's also got a hell of a basketball card collection that we're going to discuss. But before we get into that stuff, Cade, um, we need our listeners to get to know you a little better. So we got some random okay. questions we're going to ask you. Uh, Jack, way, Jack, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go first here if you want to get ready. That would be excellent. So question number one, Kate, is what is your favorite movie? Oh, that's tough. And you can do two. Everybody's yeah. done two. Don't Everyone is done two. Everyone is done two? Yeah. Um, like you have to. If you have one, okay. then you say one. I don't, Saving Private Ryan's up there. Mm. Wow. And then, and then just give me the entire Star Wars saga, if you can. If not, then uh, Empire Strikes Back, probably. Wow, I I expected the second answer like that. I did not expect your first answer from you. Yeah, and I'm a big Forrest Gump fan, but I just feel like that's everybody's answer. You know, it's a cliche one. It's not my answer. What's your answer? Oh, go ahead. Uh, I'm I'm not good with just ones. I'll, I'll have to give my top five sometime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's always good when somebody asks you a question and then they can't. Answer. But yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Um, Wolf of Wall Street is one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I would say this, Kay. Those are the, you know, great lists there uh, and whatnot. But well, let me. What, well, no, Jack, before you move on to question two, can I ask you something? Yeah, sure. Have you seen all the Star Wars movies? What is a Star Wars? <laughs> are you kidding? You better yeah, than that. Kidding, man. You know I've seen them flying okay. around R2-D2. I've even got a buddy that, that uh, looks like, uh, oh, what's his name? That thing that... Chewbacca. Flies. No, not him, man. Now he's got that long nose. Jar Jar Pinks? Yeah, I got a friend that looks just like him. <laughs> oh, man, I hope that guy isn't listening, because he knows I call him then. <laughs> Shout out, Jar Jar. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, but I, Kate, what I wanted to uh, to ask you, getting off topic, just like we always do, I'd sure. be interested to hear what your favorite uh, TV series is, like your TV uh-huh. show of all time. Uh huh. It's unmatched. Nothing touches it. Nothing will ever touch it. It's probably Game of Thrones. Thank you. Okay, but moving moving on. <laughs> yeah. I know yeah. you do it, and it's up there for me too. It's my top yeah. two. There's there's some other good stuff though, like yeah. I I like The Office. That's not like a top show. Hell like yeah, good Office choice there. Also, yeah. Jack, you've seen Game um, of Thrones? Yeah, I've seen Game of Thrones, but uh, I, I agree with Kate. I think it's the top choice. I will say that I think that the guy that made the meth in the RV that that was that was <laughs> pretty that good was up there. That breaking was up, bad. pretty good. Yeah. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad mm-hmm. was excellent, I thought. Yeah. I'm a yeah. big fan of Stranger Things. And oh, I'm yeah. ready for that fourth season. Good show. I don't think yeah. I've ever heard of her, but I'm it's sorry a- I got us off of uh, topic. Yeah, that was not a question, folks, but it's okay that Jack threw it in there. Hell. Oh, well. Well, Hell. I just thought that Cade had seen, you know, I knew that he'd seen Game of Thrones and that I just wanted to kind of hear if he'd throw that in there. I think anybody who read seen- the first two or three books, too, it was, it was good. Uh oh. Good one. Watch, Watch your inner reader. I'm not a reader. I'm not. I'm oh, not that smart. Not I'm not a reader. But I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna look cool and read these two. And I did. It was good. I liked them. But TV series are great. Season eight sucked, but it's great. Yeah. Uh, okay. So a real back to the real questions. Who would you rather be, Warren Buffett or Jimmy Buffett? Hmm. No shame in either answer. 
probably Warren Buffett. I, I don't begrudge you at all for that. There, there's no there's no wrong answer, like Jack said. But I have to be honest. Of the four guests, you are the first to uh, to go with Mr. Warren. What what's your reasoning? He got big cash. And oh yeah, you ain't lying. Clearly knows how to invest and take care of that cash, make more cash. I just feel like. Kane, I'm gonna back you up here a little bit on this. Actually, uh, I knew that this uh, conversation was coming, and that somebody would eventually pick Warren. And I don't know that I wouldn't pick him too, just because of the amount of money that the man has. Just because he doesn't live his life a certain way doesn't mean that if you were him, you could do whatever you wanted. Basically, True. is what I'm saying. Anything. I mean, there, there are few limitations. The only limitations you are when you're Warren Buffett right now are age-related because you have so much money that you can do anything. Yeah, you're picking between Warren or Jimmy there, so you can't say that when if we had that Warren money, we could do whatever. Now, you're picking the life there is what I'm saying when I ask that question. But, okay. But, I mean, hell, I mean, that's a lot of money. Uh, Jimmy Buffett net worth is $550 million. That's a whole lot of money. Um, Warren is a hundred and one billion. So mm-hmm. well, I, I can see why people would pick him too. Mm-hmm. It'd be a nice life, hundred one bill. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But oh well. Um, we will move on to the next question. Uh, we we got the Nathan's hot dog uh, eating contest matchup coming this weekend. You got to ask Cade, what's your perfect hot dog topping? Honestly, I'm a pretty basic dude, but it's. I like grilled hot dogs. I don't like them when they're yeah. uh, boiled or any of that stuff. But I just like the ketchup and the mustard, or I'll just go plain chili on top. And Ooh, that's it. Taking that's a chili it. dog move. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ketchup and ketchup and mustard, or just chili. Yeah. Okay. Are, are you a Are you a Skyline chili fan, Kate? I've only been to Skyline once. It was good. It's it's like a heart attack, but it's good. Yeah, it's so okay. fun. What is Skyline? Oh, you get it in like gosh. northern Kentucky. Get oh, okay. out of here with that blasphemy. <laughs> okay, Mister Scene Two of Twenty Avenger movies. <laughs> What's that have to do with anything, man? We're out here working for a living. I uh, <laughs> watch movies all day. Good. Move on to question four, Jack. It's a good one. <laughs> okay, man. Peeing in the pool, yes or no? Oh, depends on the situation. Like, nah. I'm in the if I'm in the pool by myself, you let it go. Maybe if it's just Taylor, because what's she gonna <laughs> say? <laughs> but if yeah, if it's if it's public or a bunch of people in there, you can't be peeing in the pool because I wouldn't want them peeing in the pool when I'm in the pool. Okay, I respect that very much. Yeah. And do as to others as you would have them do unto you. Absolutely. Sometimes. That's the best answer if your answer is yes. Good job, Kay. Yep. I'm glad I passed. You killed it. Oh, you haven't passed yet. There's Ye-ye. four more questions. Oh no. <laughs> uh, something that what's something that you love that most people hate? With a bit of a thinker. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll I'm cut gonna out think, some of this dead time. I'm gonna think just from my wife's perspective, but she just hates man. With the passion, she hates that Xbox. And I love that <laughs> Xbox. I do. You know, she's like, the twins will not be playing video games up until midnight. Blah blah blah. blah. I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll if, see. That's not a bad answer. If I played it all the time, 
which I used to, my wife would hate it as well. So hey now, hey now, don't 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 come at me like I'm playing it all the time. I get I get a couple matches well, in here and there. Well, I I didn't mean that. I just meant yeah. I, I understand. I know what you come from. Oh, for sure. I, I'm sure that that answer would relate to many of our friends. I was thinking about asking for one for Christmas, so that's just... <laughs> get you on, Jack. I don't. I mean, Cade, you and I've talked about this. It's just something I have a hard time pulling the trigger on. I know I would absolutely enjoy it. Yeah. And during the winter time, man, with us. when stuff kind of slows down in the winter, oh, it'd be great. Well, just man, some okay. Like a lot of people look at video games when they haven't played video games, and they're just like. This is something that's immature. What are you doing with yourself when you're doing that? Like you're not being anything productive, but it's it's not because it's our generation of being able to log on. It's like just like me calling one of my friends because yeah. I'm gonna log on there to play with my buddies, and yeah, you know we're right. gonna get into a party and chat just like we are right here. And you know, people haven't experienced that, so they wouldn't. They might not agree with it. That's a good point. Yeah, I yeah. feel I feel what you're saying for real. Okay, well, what's something that you hate that most people love? Mm-hmm. What, where y'all coming, coming at with these tough questions? Hey, this, man. Right? It's, this is go. what's really going to let people know who you are. When there's something that you like that most people don't like, something you love that or hate that most people love. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a good one. I mean, you, it shouldn't be that hard to pick out something you hate. It can be anything. Of course, I guess most people have to love it, so that is one huge criteria. But yeah, hmm, that's tough, man. I can't think of anything that I just like hate hate that others would love. Any kind of foods, any oh, kind of okay. condiments, restaurants, I, movies, I, uh, Buddhism. I, Buddhism. <laughs> I really don't like ranch. That's something. Oh that my god! I that hate. yeah. I'll put I'll put ranch on like maybe my salad and then, oh man, bro. I, for I, I... the podcast, Cade. We'll talk again <laughs> soon, bud. Yeah, Cade. Hey, I'm right there with you, buddy. Jack and I were one day going to do these questions for ourselves, and that was going to be my answer for this question. It's just not. It's just not good. I mean, it's not and, good at all. I don't even. It's it on so salads, overwhelming as a. Like you're like, ooh, I want to get fried pickles and ranch. You're not even tasting the fried pickles. You're just I tasting know, that's ranch, what I'm man. Yeah. And and these people put it on pizza. You, uh-uh. you, you, you're wasting you, the pizza. It's disrespectful. Oh my God. Hold it's up. Like putting ketchup on Hold steak. Up. Let me let me just stop preach, Cade. Preach. <laughs> it is not like putting ketchup on steak. Putting ketchup on steak is something that a child does. Let me <laughs> no, for ranch. No one should do like that. Ranch for a second. Hold on, Willis. You talked. Now it's my turn. Okay. <laughs> Y'all ain't treating the ranch correctly. And I know that because you said that when you eat the fried pickle, all you taste is the ranch. Life is about proportions. <laughs> and you have to get the right amount of dip to the size of the pickle. You can't just go in there half cocked and put your whole hand down in there. And second off, don't just use ranch is not something that's designed to be used for just one thing or just by itself. Mix some hot sauce in there. Mix some soy sauce in there. Y'all y'all selling yourself short now. <laughs> I'm telling you. This is funny, Jack, because I remember in college you used to get a plate and you just put three or four different sauces on it and mix it up. <laughs> well, I'm telling you now. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, when when have I led you astray, bro? If you're putting if you putting ranch in front of me to eat, you're let you're letting me astray. Yeah, you're not eating what I'm putting in front of you. You've led yourself astray. And go talk to Big Tuna if you don't believe that. And and he's he's a ranch person himself. Ranch and hot sauce. Ranch is low tier, man. Yeah, it's just not good. Y'all are low tier. All right, wait. Hey, I'm listening to Jack right now. That was a good answer. Okay, good job. Yeah, yeah, that was an excellent answer. I I I'd say that's maybe the best one we've heard. But happy to happy to get us places. <laughs> you up next, Jack? No, no, I don't think I am. Oh, is that me? <laughs> God dang it, Jack. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's your next question. Okay. Yeah, just two more. Just two more yeah. questions. The next right. this one is who's your all time favorite Calipari cat? John Wall. Hell yeah. Good answer. Excellent answer. All right, man. In regards to your man cave, what's the next jersey, Kentucky jersey or pro cat jersey, that you're wanting to add to the wall? Oh, the next uh the next jersey that's going up there is actually a Morant Murray State jersey. Oh, um, but as far as cat, I I really like the Denver Nuggets uh, red alternate, uh, and I want to get a Murray one to to go I, up there. I don't know if I see that, but it sounds. I don't know if I've seen that, but it sounds sick. Yeah, it's it's red, and I think it's got like orange in the middle or yellow in the middle. Heck yeah, Jamal's a beast too. Yeah, man, if he wasn't uh, injured, they might have made some noise. For sure. That, that, that's the yeah. whole talk of the playoffs right there. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll dabble into that a little bit in the in a minute. Now I want to talk about this this basketball card collection you got. And I don't know if you have baseball or football, cool. but I, I know you got the basketball stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so first things first, like this collection of basketball cards you got, mm-hmm. do, you, do you have that as a collector or as a seller or both? It's it's a little bit of a both. I I'm I'm kind of edging my way into the card business. I've done it for a year or two now. It's a fun it's a fun hobby. Um, but I, I specifically collect the the Murray State and the Kentucky guys, which is a, a wide array because of the Kentucky dudes. Oh yeah. But um, any of the other ones that I can make money on, why not sell them? You know, I don't want to I don't want to collect James Wiseman or Lamelo Ball or any of those dudes out of this class. So. But I took Maxi and quickly, and I got some of their rookie cards. So okay. is that so? Is that kind of what you're doing? Is creating a Kentucky collection out of the? Yeah, specifically starting in the Calipari era, I've been collecting those dudes and trying to get their rookie cards. Nice. The big, the, the hot card for basketball now is, is Prism. Panini distributes it. It's a Panini Prism, and there's different variants of Prism, but. Their rookie cards are usually what go for top dollar. And, you know, a lot of these cats that have, that have been in and out of the NBA, some of them are really easy to get some of those cards, and some of them are really pricey. And then some I've just had to pull the trigger on and sell because they were so high. For example, I had a Devin Booker rookie prism card, and in the bubble last year when they won eight straight, mm-hmm. it was like as high as it's ever been, his price, and I had to sell it. Imagine what you can get that for now. Uh, probably, it's probably up there. It's probably pretty high up there, yeah. Could well, I mean, it. like, what, what kind of money are we talking about here, if you don't mind <laughs> asking? Um, that oh, card oh. specifically, I sold that Devin Booker 
Prism rookie right when when the Suns won their eighth game, I listed it that night. I think for for four hundred, and this card is not graded; it's just raw. And I think um, I took a bid or somebody made an offer on it for three sixty or three seventy five, and that's what it sold for. Oh shit! Damn. Yeah. So what's that? But card that's that's market change, man. To to to, to some of these collectors, really. What what's did you say, card, Jack? What's that card worth today? Let's check it out. I'll look it up for us. While you're looking that up, then uh, what's your what's your eBay store where you sell the cards? Oh, um, my eBay store, which again to to some of the collectors out there, I, I'm still getting new to this, but I've got the standards down. Um, it's Darth Vendor Cards, uh, or DVC Inc. is kind of what I went with on the as far as like I guess a company name, but uh, <clears throat> so on eBay, Darth Vendor Cards, and at Twitter. I, I sometimes post on there, do direct messages through there. It's at ink underscore DVC. Okay. And a little little Darth uh, vendor cards, guys. That's, that's oh, yeah. your Star at, Wars fan right there. At, at Darth Caters is the Twitter handle. Follow me at Darth Caters. Devin Booker, Prism, Rookie. Uh, you always got to go to sold on eBay, man. Because anybody <clears throat> can list any card for any price. That's a good one. Uh, the last raw one that sold was two hundred and sixty bucks. Wow! So you did so, good. Yeah, you did really good. Made some made some coin on that. Uh, and then another one sold on June thirtieth for three hundred. But the graded ones, man, the ones that are graded by these companies, you're talking like well, now, Kate, uh, let me interrupt you, Kate. Um, sure. I know what you're talking about just because I came to your house recently, and now mm -hmm. I've thought, oh, I'm going to get in the car business. Don't know what <laughs> I'm doing. But what does that mean, graded? Tell the people what that means. Um, okay, so with any kind of sports card or trading card or you know, magazines, vinyl, you can send them to specific grading companies to get authenticated, and that brings more value to the product. So uh, like that Devin Booker prism that we were just talking about, you know, I, I said I sold it for – you know, three hundred, four hundred dollars, and if it if I sent that in to get graded and it's in great condition and the print on the card is straight and it looks good, it'll pull a high grade like a, a nine or a ten. It's usually on a scale between one and ten, and if you pull a high grade, that bumps the value of that card to maybe a thousand, fifteen hundred. Who knows? I don't know the actual prices on it, but okay. it, it's a, it's a, a substantial. So, well, let me ask you this: What's a card mm -hmm. that you have that <clears throat> you think is worth a lot or worth the most? Um, I I have a LeBron James upper deck uh, rookie card that Ooh. is graded a ten. You and have a graded LeBron? Uh huh. Oh wow. Um, and it, it it's a ten, and it 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 could go. I mean, I, I'm sure those prices change a lot too, but I'm sure it could go for anywhere to a, a couple hundred to a thousand. Um, but at, LeBron James is going to be one of the greatest players of all time. I know you can make the argument MJ, LeBron, whatever. It's MJ, it, and it's not even close. And LeBron right now. current flopping. <laughs> well, his flopping and all that bull crap is just lessening his greatness, in my opinion. People are starting to get fed up with him. You're exactly right, Kay. That's one they, thing that people underestimate about MJ. Is MJ didn't do while that. He's still on top, basically. Yeah. <clears throat> he came back, yeah. but nobody really took him serious in that. LeBron is still like asking people to take him serious, but hey. what you, with what you just said, uh, you're exactly right. He's diminishing his own reputation and legacy. 
and let's not get it twisted. LeBron James <clears throat> is still, I think, maybe behind Kevin Durant now, the greatest basketball yes. player oh, on earth. Don't. We, no, we're going the wrong dude. way here. We're no, I'm right serious. Hey, he's be- Kevin Durant is better than LeBron James right now, as it stands. No question. Kate, you're no right. Question. And that another thing people need to understand is, I mean, Kevin Durant does all this. He's almost seven feet tall. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's a problem. I mean, that's he, fine and dandy. But Kevin Durant also joined a a team that beat him when he was up three one on him. I don't want to get in this conversation, guys. Right now, we we need to save this for another podcast. No, we're already in the conversation. No, no, this we always keep for saying that we're going to save the conversation. We're we're in the conversation. Hey, I I like KD. I like you know I like LeBron, and I, and I don't even like him like you make me like you make it seem like I like him. But I mean he he is fuck, oh my god <laughs> he is amazing at what he does, man and. I, I I just don't even know what all to say right now because this is not what we're supposed to be talking about. Dude, he <laughs> he is he. That, we're not saying that though. He is amazing. The point yes. is when you he's, have to talk about how good he's you not are, human. That's what he's not. Man. When you have to talk about how good you are, it makes you less uh, great. I mean, that it's just. What do you mean? He's if you're going to criticize pick. Kevin Durant for joining the Brooklyn Nets super team, think about what LeBron. I am has not criticizing him for joining okay. the Brooklyn okay. Nets. Okay, well you you said he, you said he joined the Nets and no, I did oh, not say you that. You're talking about him joining the Warriors. That's what absolutely. You're about. That's when the Warriors started to suck. You, you, y'all are right. This is a whole other topic. But Kevin Durant, LeBron, I just don't want to take disrespect. I don't know how I'm supposed to word that. I don't want to take respect away from LeBron James. He is. Yes, the greatest basketball player on earth right now, besides Kevin Durant. But in my eyes, he just won't be MJ because of current fiascos. He doesn't have the rings. I don't think he's gonna get the rings. Man, I, I know he, that he only needs he only needs two more to tie MJ. And bro, I, I will he, agree, Kevin Durant is doing things that no one else does. But <laughs> <laughs> you, oh. you, but but you don't understand. He could win. Kevin Durant and LeBron James play one on one right now. Who's winning? KD. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that for real. Boy. Bro. <laughs> LeBron can barely even stay healthy, first off. Okay, well, then that then you can't even answer the question, then. It's like the fuck. That's it's another like reason why Kevin Durant's greater. But, like, which one Which one was left a week ago? Which that one was, was still in there a week ago? But that but was. You're talk, you talking about injuries. Right. Yeah. LeBron and AD were both injured. We are getting so off topic, and this is this should not happen right now. This All right. is a topic so we, for we, another day. We can no? go back to the cards. Um, I don't. I think I was talking about the LeBron upper deck that I have. That's probably one of my more valuable ones. Tell me how much it's worth, though. You think? I honestly have no idea the specific on what it's worth right now. It'll be somewhere in the upper hundreds to maybe a thousand. A hundred thousand? No, God no. A <laughs> hundred to a thousand. Oh, okay. What, what would yeah. what would a card exactly like that one? But a Michael Jordan card bring. Well, yeah, like oh you have God. Kobe's, you have Kobe's or LeBron's. Yeah, or not I, LeBron, I, Kobe or MJ's okay, that are worth. Let me, let me answer two two different questions there. A, okay. a rookie Jordan. First off, if if you see anyone trying to sell that ungraded, it's probably a sham. It, those cards. If you have a rookie ungraded Michael Jordan Fleer, that's like the the holy grail of basketball cards. Mm-hmm. Man, if you got one of those, it's a sham. People trying to sell those on eBay, Facebook, or whatever, you're just getting shammed. Buy those graded. And <laughs> any kind of grade, you're going to pull thousands. Thousands, thousands. Like, well, 
I mean, that I, also I, settles it right there. He is the greatest to ever do it. Oh, there's some LeBron cards out Bro, there. Bro, we 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 do not <laughs> <laughs> We do not need to have that conversation right now. I'm just saying, so man, I asked him about the same exact card. He, okay, well, he was just Michael about to say Jordan's there's face on it and he there are, a completely different answer, Willis. Go ahead, Kate, I, go ahead, Kate. I, okay. I I no, not to take away from LeBron again. I do think that the the most expensive sold basketball card was a LeBron James rookie. It, it was a specific one. I think there was only like maybe one of them made, or it was like a. How much was it sold for? Uh, we're gonna have to Google that, but I'm pretty sure it was like one point something million. Oh, I gotta tell you something. Then you're wrong. That <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was a Luca Don. What's his last name? Yeah, Luca Don. Maybe that's the most expensive one now. Yeah, Four million dollars for a rookie card. That, oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah. Like what the hell? Why? Why? Is it just the market that they're selling into and with the Europeans or what? Well, I, you know, some of these dudes make a, a living off this and a, a very nice living. And, you know, when you grow up as a three, five, seven-year-old and you're buying basketball cards and then you turn into – that turns into your business, your your life. People can make a lot of money from this. You just got to know what no. you're doing and not be stupid. And No, I'm I'm just saying – who is Why, the person who is spending the four million uh, on the Luca car? car? A, a real big Luca Doncic fan. Yeah. And so, but my question was like, is the reason that that is what it is? Is the reason that person exists because he's from Europe and they don't have like as many stars in the NBA? Maybe I don't know who bought the card, but that, I mean that would make sense. Yeah, I don't know the details. Mm-hmm. Saw that recently. Just, that's wild. Yeah, man, the card these cards go for big money, and it, it's not just basketball. Like I, as a child, <laughs> collected Pokemon. That was what I was really big into, nerd life. And <laughs> I, dude, somewhere my mom put away a lot of first generation good Pokemon cards that would go for hundreds to thousands. Oh my and, gosh, sell them! Well, you I don't know where they are. No, and I'm pretty sure my little brother Harrison, God fight him for this i'm pretty sure he either gave him away at school or some bull crap like that stuff that makes my soul drop when i know that that's oh. big, it's just big money dude oh, I, hey. I know i'm i know i'm going back to basketball cards here and stuff but like mm-hmm. after i came to your house the other day i went to my mom's house to my dad's house trying to find my old stuff because i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure i had a lebron rookie and i know i had a ton of kobe cards mm-hmm. i was I, but i have no idea where they are i'm so mm-hmm. mad about it some attic, some chest somewhere. To answer another of the questions you had earlier, I do have some Kobe rookies. Uh, I th- I think they're Fleer. They're maybe just like a hundred, two hundred dollars ungraded. Um, but one day they might be worth a lot more. You know, when my my kids are in college, who knows what these cards will pay for well, them? That's something the I wanted to ask going you. Up in them. Mm-hmm. That's something I wanted to say. When I when I was with you, you said something like you got this one card that's gonna. Your your kids are set up for college. Like you're not even worried about that. I have a lot of Jordan that'll bring. They'll bring decent money now, but someday they'll bring really good money. Uh, I want to. I want to tell this story real quick about the cards. Yeah, Uh, go ahead. So when I was kind of getting into the card business, and this is this is why whoever's got cards, you don't need to. You're like, oh, I had cards when I was a kid. I need to go look at it. Go look into it. I, I was just talking about basketball cards with some of the basketball pl- players that I train. And one of them looked at me and he was like, man, I've I've got some old basketball cards in my closet from like three or four years ago. Now, granted, these kids are like 
they were 13, 14 at the time. So, you know, five, five years back from, from not, not long from current time, there were some really good players in those cards they had. And I was like, I tell you what, you let me go through them. I'll put them on my, my eBay business or whatever. I'll cut it with you 50, 50, everything I make. And, you know, I gave receipts for everything, blah, blah, blah. These kids got a brand new Xbox series X from me selling their basketball cards. Wow. Yeah. Recruiting violation. Recruiting violation. <laughs> yeah. There's just money there, and people don't really know it. And, I mean, I guess if they did have it, they wouldn't have looked into it enough to know what they had. But yeah, definitely go through your stuff. Uh, question I was going to ask, too, man. Is there – does this exist for sports, football? Absolutely. Is this a – so you – there a Benny Snell card somewhere and a Josh Allen card floating. I don't. I don't have a. They're out there for sure, and there's probably even some with them in Kentucky uniforms, um, autographed, all the other variants. But man, football is pretty big. Hockey is big. Um, Hockey's big. Uh huh. I would say that the two biggest is baseball and basketball. Hmm. And I don't keep up with baseball at all, so that's a whole other realm for people out there with baseball cards. But oh yeah. Um, I, I've sold a couple of football prism cards when I can go to Walmart and get my hands on some packs or whatever. I, I might sell those here and there, but no, I usually just try to stick to basketball. And then whenever I can come across old Pokemon cards and stuff, because I'm familiar with it and I, I know what would sell and not sell. Well, uh, speaking of Kentucky cards, um, do you have any like in your possession that are worth a lot or not? Or, what, or what's the are... one you do have that's worth the most you think? Um, I can look at some of these Kentucky cards. I have a Jamal Murray rookie. Um, nice. that would probably be pretty hot right now. Uh, I got some John Morant rookies. Those aren't Kentucky guys, but you know they're our Murray State guys. We got to rip them too. This is a Kentucky podcast. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love John. Yeah. Uh, but no, the like I had the Booker one, and I, I would love to have kept that in my collection. But that's you know. 370 bones man <laughs> you, oh, yeah. you gotta 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 slide that sometimes but no none of my none of my kentucky ones are are super expensive i have a demarcus cousins graded it's it's a 10 and it might be worth a little bit i have a tyler nice. Ulis uh prism it and it's graded rookie? it's like a nine uh-huh it's a rookie nice yeah it's a son's uniform rookie I, I, is that um, yeah tyler Ulis. well heck that's one thing i was gonna ask you i've got a tyler Ulis card mm-hmm it's a rookie card, and it's like got his jersey in it, like mm-hmm. a, so it's a a swatch card or whatever. I don't patch, know what it's a card. Yeah. Patch, okay, patch. Yeah, is that? I mean, is that worth anything? Like a player that didn't really pan out in the NBA. And I guess he's trying to make a comeback right now, but to a Kentucky fan, maybe or yeah, whatever team he plays for. I mean, it, so in cards, you can you can have autos, which is where they're autographed when they. Like when you open it out of the pack, it will have an autograph on it from them. Now, there's always speculation that these dudes are hiring like their mom or someone to like do autographs for them when they got to sign 2,000 plus cards or whatever. But, uh, you know, the, the patch the patch cards and the autograph cards, yeah, they're more valuable. The, the ones that really pull value are the autographs and then the numbered. And by numbered, okay. um, it can be out of like they'll make so many of one card and they'll number it. It could be out of it could be out of five. It could be a one of one. So there's only one made out of all of them. It could be out of Dang. fifty, out of two hundred. 
Um, I've got a couple of cars that are numbered. Uh, I, I know I'm sitting over here right here. I've got like an Al Horford Celtics numbered prism card, and it's out of uh, 250. Uh, so he was asking, like, Tyler, you out in the NBA. I assume if he went on uh, to not to steal a line from the movie, but a most violent killing the spree, uh, <laughs> that that would jack the price up. So Absolutely. like if you had an Aaron Hernandez or mm-hmm. uh, you know something like that, that's obviously going to make that worth more money, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Not so, a question I saw coming here. <laughs> think think of a think of a dude. It doesn't even have to be a cat, but think of a guy in the NBA this year, like Kevin Porter Jr. When he got to Houston, when when Cleveland traded him and he got to Houston, he started going off. His value skyrocketed, and like everybody was going after his cards. In the middle of the season, I remember Keldon Johnson for the Spurs. He started playing really well, and his value went up. But mm-hmm. it it all fluctuates, man, and that's the collecting and and buying and selling sports cards literally is gambling at times. Sometimes you're going to buy a guy thinking like you you might invest a hundred dollars on a couple of these dudes, rookie cards thinking, Hey, he might not be much, but Hey, if he pans out, these rookie cards can be worth a whole lot. Um, I have a couple Tyrese Maxey prism rookie cards and I bought multiple because I think that Ben Simmons about to get traded. And yep. yeah, they might get a point guard, but Maxi showed out in the playoffs and he might be a point guard there. I was about he to might. ask if, if Maxi or Quickly, like if their rookie card was, was oh, yeah. a good goodbye yeah, right yeah. now. Quick, uh, there's a lot of New York fans out there and Quickly was a big, you know, big r- rookie phenom there. So his his cards, I mean, they weren't like going for hundreds or anything, but yeah, it, it was definitely sought after. Cool. So you said the auto cards are worth the most. So like what what I mean what about the jersey swatch cards are are they Yeah. Jersey patch cards, sorry. Are they worth anything? A lot of those patch cards are, are going to be numbered. Like um I would say majority What about the ones that aren't numbered? Um yeah, this will be worth money. And okay. again, I've only been in this for a couple of years. Somebody might listen to this and be like, this is just an idiot talking about cards. But you really, it, from card to card, man, sometimes you just got to look up. Uh, I use eBay, the, the the recently solds, to usually check how much a card if I'm wanting to put it on the market. And then I, I've got some Facebook groups I'm in, and I follow a bunch of Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts. And they give out prices on certain cards to give me an idea of what I would list mine at. Yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. Well, you talk about the number card thing. I'm I'm just... Again, I, I saw you recently at your house, and then it got me wondering, where's my old cards? Then it had mm-hmm. me buying some cards I shouldn't be buying. I bought so much shit off eBay since I met with you. But also, I discovered this thing called breaks or something that uh-huh. people do. And they, like, you can pick a certain team, and then if they open up a package, and any time they get a player from that team, they're sending that card to you. Mm-hmm. So I'm a Heat fan. Everybody knows that. I did that recently. It was only like 20, 24 bucks that I'd paid to get the heat in this card thing. And they pulled a Bam Adebayo jersey patch card 11 out of 25. So you, th- you think I might have something on my hands there? All right. So here, let's. How about we just let's look it up? Oh, we've God. Got, we've got a Bam. Do you remember the type of card? Was it Panini? Panini uh, Absolute. Panini absolute bam. What'd you say it was? Twenty five. It's eleven out of twenty five. 
Man, uh, oh, the first couple of Panini Absolutes that came up were going for a couple hundred. But I'm oh, going to go to recently sold and see what I can get here, too. There's one for 50, one for 40. Yeah, man. Sold for 50? Yeah, it'd probably be worth something, man. I'll just hold on to it, then. You make you 25 back at least. We'll, we'll see. Get, send me a picture of the card when you get it, or when you can, and I'll look up the specific thing for you. Okay. But as a Heat fan, man, that might be a cool one to collect. I mean, not only a Heat fan, but a, I mean, Kentucky yeah, fan, obviously. Yeah, so that, that, was, that was dope. Yeah, you're going to keep that guy. You need to keep Also, it. also got a Tyler Hero card out of that little thing I yeah. did. But, man. Yeah. Okay, cool. Jack, you got any other questions on the cards? Uh, no, no, I think he's answered about everything we could ever ask the man. Yeah, I mean, some, just some cool info, stuff I never knew. Like, and when I was a little 10 year old, just buying all these cards, I never knew these things are going to be worth something one day. Yeah, don't no, ever lose yeah. them. But yeah, lost them. Uh, hey, I want to say one more thing about the cards. Okay. So, the the card biz and, and the hobby is just in an awful place right now because what people are doing. Panini distributes their cards on the shelves of like Walmart, Target, and uh, also like card shops is where you'll get a lot of your packages and stuff. Yeah. Packs. And man, there's just, I call them the wolves. That's what most of the groups call them is the wolves. There's just a group of people. They get in with the Walmart employees and the Target employees and they figure out what time the trucks come to drop off the cards and they just go buy everything off the shelf, every single card. And like even they, in our area? Yeah, dude. Murray, put it, dude. Go try to buy basketball cards in any Walmart oh, anywhere. Dude, I, I've went a few times since I, yeah. like I said again, since I went to your place, and I, there's Buy nothing it. on the shelf. Oh, dude, but no, hockey because, cards. So that's why I was yeah. kind of confused. You said hockey yeah, cards man. are good. Well, I mean, hockey. I, I know that some people buy and sell hockey. I know it's is up there. It's not like basketball or baseball or football, but it, it's it's yeah. a popular one. Um, no, man, these wolves go and they they might buy. So a Prism Blaster Pack, which is the popular one, Prism, it might mm-hmm. go anywhere from like fifteen to twenty-five dollars, maybe like seven dollars. At the store, it goes for that. At at Walmart, they will go put it on 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 eBay or Facebook Marketplace or Twitter or wherever, all these groups, and make like four hundred percent profit. You know, you're Man. selling a pack for a hundred dollars, and it sells immediately. <laughs> a lot yeah. of them sell quick. Yeah, because it's the only way to get cards. That's so. Cool, but- it sucks, man. It's the worst. I kind of so, hate that for the kids out there now, you know? Oh, dude, there, there's, there's like, situations where these kids are just wanting to go, you know, enjoy the hobby and get basketball cards, and these jerks are just buying up everything off the shelf, and then you can't you can't buy any, you man. can't collect, you can't sell. But Panini's starting to catch on that this is what's happening. So I know at Target and then a couple of the local Walmarts are starting to do a one per person sold. Which will help, but then, I mean, I'm sure the guy can just keep coming in or bring his family and buy them all up. I don't know. But it, it's at least a step in the right direction so people can actually get their hands on cards. That's good. But yeah, let the kids buy the cards, people. Let the kids buy the cards, man. Let them eat. Okay, but I'm uh, so back to your man cave a little bit. What? Who are the ten, who are the players you got in there right now? Uh, right now, I've got Monk, Charlotte jersey. i got a quickly New York jersey. Nice. Devin Booker, Suns jersey, and then I have the uh, 2012 uh, national. Cha- it's like the, the the Nike did like a hyper elite or some type of elite gray Kentucky jersey. Ohio uh-huh. State got one. We got one. It's got like this uh, design on the back of it. It's real cool. 
Um, and then I have Taylor's. Uh, Wait, Cowboy who is it? County. Uh, it's it's three, so it would have been Terrence Jones, but no oh. NIL rights back then, so they couldn't have their names on the back oh, of the jerseys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, and then I have Taylor's Callaway County jersey point guard well, Callaway, cute. and and the top leading scorer. She was a hooper. Hope my my twins get off her skills. If you could have any of those jerseys signed, which one would it be? She's probably Booker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I figured I, that'd be the answer, but I wanted to ask. I've Not your the... wife, man. What the heck? <laughs> no, that'd be an easy auto. That's an easy auto. Um. I've got the Morant one coming, the Murray State one. Uh, I actually ordered a uh, an Anthony Davis block, Black Mamba one, and uh, there's been complications in getting that. I don't know if it's out of stock or whatever, but that, that was another one that's going up there. Nice. Yeah. And then I've got the Hero Vice one, but I like wearing that. <laughs> that's the one that I'll wear if there's a oh, Jersey you, Day at oh, school. Oh, nice, dude. You got yeah, that? Yeah, it's... It's the black vice one with the the pink and teal trim. Heck yeah, yeah. How about them sons tonight? I, oh boy. yeah, them sons tonight, bro. And like Anthony Davis, you said you got that one ordered. You already got uh, Booker. Anthony Davis was the first Calipari cat to win a championship, and hopefully Booker's about to be the second. Man, I love it. It's crazy that Anthony Davis was the first, but I guess all the good dudes just went to scrub teams for so many years. <laughs> Including him. He went to yeah. New Orleans. That's exactly yeah. right. Uh, no bueno there. Yeah. Man, Dude, what about what about Pat Bev just being the freaking worst? Did you see that, Jack? I think you might have I hate him, man. Was that the the play he hit Booker in the face? Uh, he did noggin him on the nose, but tonight when they were down 25 or whatever it was, Chris Paul was hooping on him. He just went up and pushed Chris Paul in the back. In the back. Dude Chris Paul talks no more idea. trash than anyone else on the court, and he just went up and pushed Chris Paul and got ejected. I wish, He's the worst, man. Whoop foul, foul move. You know, there's some people, I've always thought this about professional sports, there are just some people on the court that you know. I, I'm sorry. Under any circumstances, DeMarcus Cousins is whooping that dude. And and so, what uh, Grayson Allen is a prime example. You know, there are just some people in sports that I'm like, I wish you would just trip the wrong person, Grayson Allen. You know, please, please, please trip DeMarcus Cousins so he can get up and beat your face in. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's kind of mean, but. Speaking of Grayson Allen, that's when you know John Morant needs help when that's your freaking shooting guard. <laughs> Give that yep. boy some help. Yeah. Get him out of here. So, so what do you think is going to come out of the East then, uh, Kate? You got the Hawks and the – I hate them both, is, man. Is Giannis done? I don't know what's going on I think there. he's out. It was tough, man. I saw that last night uh, live, they, and I was like, oh, man. But, they I mean, said it was a – he walked. He came back out, but but then he yeah. he didn't come back in the game. Listen, but they, they said the, it, there's the no structural damage, so I didn't know if he'd be playing. Maybe oh. he's out for the series. I don't know, but maybe he'll be oh. back to the finals. I don't know. We'll see. the The Hawks were beating them pretty easily with him on the floor. Oh, yeah. So yeah. if he's gone, then somehow, some way, the Dagum Atlanta Hawks are about to make it <laughs> to Man, the I finals. I hate him. I don't know what it is. It's just Trey Young. I really don't like him. He's my height. He talks like a sixth grader, <laughs> and he just drops 40 on everyone. And he got Q-tip hair, and he just balls out. And I just hate him. Yeah. He just, like, he draws those offensive fouls and stuff. I hate him. I do, too. And let's not forget that this 
guy that came to UK on a visit. And then after he got done with the visit, he was interviewed about it and said, oh, the dorms sucked or something like that. Dude, I didn't even know that. <laughs> we and, got Quad A instead. Yeah, and then went to Oklahoma, and then we got Quad A, who was equally as terrible. Uh, but, but we got Shea Gilgis but, Alexander. Trey's not terrible. <laughs> uh, true statements said by both of you. Uh, <laughs> you're right. But I just, I don't know. I feel like every time I watch Trey Young, he just like put his shovel down from digging a hole on the way into the gym. I don't know. He just, that hair just kills me. <laughs> Awful. What sucks though is like there's no cat on the Bucks or the Hawks, and Rondo was on the Hawks earlier in the season, but then got traded to the Clippers, mm-hmm. and Bledsoe was on the Bucks last year, but then they let him go. That sucks. There's no cats on that side, so we're not guaranteed a cat win. But I, I think the Suns are going to pull it out. I, I hope they do. I know yeah. that we're uh, we're probably running a, a little late here, you know, a little long. Uh, but I, I I'd like to who are watching the NBA more than me. Why was Rondo not re-signed to the LA after they just won the championship last year? I don't think it was that he wasn't re-signed. He just chose to go somewhere else. Oh. They got, they got Dennis Schroeder and Wesley Matthews too. Is the Schroeder thing, is he the one that's got the thing in his hair that looks like yeah. wrong <laughs> with him? him. That's him. <laughs> well, yeah. And he was sorry in the playoffs. Yeah, he was awful. Well, did he say something about somebody's mama or something? He, he could not play. Uh-huh. And now he's asking for like a hundred mil or something. No, no, hey. no. He turned down eighty million, and then went and played like that in the playoffs. He turned what down eighty mil from who? The Lakers? I can't remember. It might have been from the Lakers, but but yeah, he turned it down. And now what's he going to get? Who knows? Yeah. I'll be honest. There are a few scenarios where I'm turning down eighty million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he thought he was worth more, but no, sir. Not now. Uh-uh. Not with hair looking like that. <laughs> uh, I, I know we need to talk to Cater. I would like to talk to him a little bit about kind of the state of college basketball before, yeah. before we log off for the night. For sure. Okay. Cade, I just want uh-huh. to set the scene a little bit and say that uh, I know you've been a fan for a long time, and so you've seen multiple coaches, and um, you've seen the good and the bad just like all the rest of us. Uh, but I feel like a good time for us to talk about this is because we've seen so much change uh, since the last season that was devastating and adding coaches. And, of course, that means that we had to let a few go. And uh, so I'd kind of just like to hear what your thoughts are on where we are as a program, what you think the future is going to look like. I mean, not long-term, but short-term future next year, as in this coming and the year after that, and and just your thoughts uh, uh, broadly on, on the state of Kentucky basketball. Well, it's clear that last year sucked, and yep. I think the only way we can go is up. Um, I think COVID had a lot to play into the issues that that clearly all the talent was there, man. You know, we had some hoopers. I think some of them didn't pan out to be as good as they were going to, you know, that they could have been. But these dudes weren't getting pool parties like they are right now. They're not, you know, getting a bond on campus and, and work out together as a full team all summer like the dudes are right now. I just think that 
for for how our roster is designed by just getting a bunch of pieces together and they're all playing together one year maybe two years it just did not work with covid and there's chemistry issues i think calipari had some issues like <laughs> don't get me started on dante allen kid should have been playing more but a lot of people said that um I, but for the sake of the program I, I do think that we will really improve this year if we get Duran, we're a title contender but without him, I still think we're going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is. But I, I think with NIL, uh, it's going to be Kentucky basketball and Alabama football, and they're just going to eat, man, because yeah. we don't have any pro teams here in the Bluegrass. So Kentucky is our pro team. And those yeah. kids, if they want to make money and you want to develop for the NBA, why would you not come to the University of Kentucky? And the only other school that can make that argument is uh, – is Duke and they're losing. And, and can they though? Coach. Right. Like, can they even I, make that argument anymore? I mean, I, as far as like NIL, no, because North Carolina's seven minutes down the road or whatever it is, is super close. And then and they, they still, teams. they got a new coach too that was an assistant. Yeah. It's, it's Kentucky. But with, with, with the NIL, I feel like the toughest mm-hmm. competition is going to be UCLA, to be honest. Maybe, but there's a ton of, interest like are there more ucla fans or are there more kentucky fans I, I really don't know but i know in la they also have the lakers the clippers the dodgers man well, kentucky that it's just kentucky that's the that's the thing it's not yeah. are there more ucla fans than there are kentucky fans it's mm-hmm. out of the businesses that would run local ads or state ads or whatever for a player at ucla is there more or less competition versus a player that would have those same opportunities in, say, a state like Kentucky? And I, I think and you're develop. right. I, exactly. I think you're right, Kate. And here's another thing is not only are there people in, and if you listen to KSR, you know this, and this is I'm not saying this isn't true of other teams because it is. But with Kentucky, you have a unique thing where you basically have play, uh, fans all over the, the planet. So it, sure. I, I don't think that they're necessarily restricted to companies even that maybe are in the United States. I mean, I'm, I'm going painting with a broad brush here and speaking of something that I know nothing about. But Well, well I, I also – Sorry to interrupt, some, but I – You bad. go ahead. Well, I, well I, they <laughs> – well well, okay listen there's something that is that is swept under the rug when you go to the university of kentucky you get lifetime fans i have these jerseys up in my my man cave i have a malik monk charlotte jersey like is he going to get that if he goes to university of arkansas and then goes and plays at charlotte and fans out no he's got a fan base following him because he went to kentucky Yep. And that it, there's no other school that you can do that outside of maybe Alabama football is the only carrying that we kind of have. And I, I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because uh, – Solid so, point. Yeah, it is. And and with talking about Jalen Duran, um, I think something that's important when, when we're on the eve – well, not the eve, that's not really the way to say it, but when we're really close to his decision – is the comments by a guy who chose the G League last year who basically said, you know, if I had come back to college, then it would be a different discussion about who was going number one in the draft. Yeah. And with you talking about the jersey thing and the lifelong fans, 
I feel like that that is something that a kid who's really looking at it and and with the NIL, that's what it's become even more is a business decision. No kids buying a G League jersey. No, no, nobody no. buying a Mad <laughs> Ants jersey. None. And so I think that uh, without being too long winded, that that is that should be part of it too. Is it's not like you said, just your time at Kentucky. It's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and the kids from Kentucky. I mean, what if Reed Shepard goes to UK? Are you kidding me? The son of Stacy Reed and Jeff Shepard, who's a Kentucky kid, a prodigy almost, and is a, a going to be ranked in the top fifty of his class. If you get that kid to Kentucky, he's a superstar. He's a rock star. Yeah, he better he better be a rock star though. That's the thing. You sitting, it's. I I feel like number one, he ain't coming to Kentucky if he ain't playing. And if Calipari brought him on and he plays, he has to be good. Or mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like it's just these. Uh, I feel like can, Kentucky natives are just building up this. You know he's gonna be like Rex Chapman, or he's gonna be like you know even let, let's say he's just as good as Darius Miller. Darius Miller was great. Mm-hmm. Had a decent NBA run too. Well, yeah. he played I the will, Pelicans for forever. Not, not to disparage that, um, but I will, I will kind of play devil's advocate for Reed. I think the, and I talked about this in uh, one of the last podcasts. Uh, Calipari like sets up some situations, kind of where these kids can be overhyped, especially if they're in the state, and then they basically only have the option to not meet those expectations. Dante Allen would be my prime example. So I would say that Reed is also a good example of that. And you're right. He does need to be good. But here's the difference between Reed and Dante, in my opinion. Number one, Reed is ranked higher. He's played against better competition just from the high school he goes to inside the state of Kentucky. And his parents... So some of this to me is like being a competitor and everybody always says, Oh, there's no way he'll go to Kentucky if he doesn't play. Well, okay. I'm going to say you could be right, but there's also a chance that Dwan Wagner Jr. Comes to Kentucky that year. And if Reed Shepard decides, Hey, I want to come to Kentucky too. You could be looking at a national championship style backcourt or caliber backcourt. So I don't think it's just as cut and dry as, oh, this kid, because he's who he is, he has to come to Kentucky. He has to, con- or he has to succeed, and it has to be all these certain things. I, I, I just don't necessarily see it like that. And I'm not saying by saying that that you're wrong. I'm not, that's not what I'm trying to say at all. No, you're playing devil's advocate on it. I, yeah. I, I, I see that I, side. I think that you're right in that that is the expectation. Yes. Yeah. He if he was on our roster and he started, which I would expect wherever he goes to school, he's going to want to start. But you're right. Maybe he comes to a loaded squad, wins a makes a makes a title run with his home state. That would be awesome. But and the, and there's history too. You know that's. Yeah. That's the thing. Anytime you get into these these 
the, anytime we bring up these situations that have history to them that maybe we don't look at immediately when we observe what's going on in the situation, his his dad won two national championships here. Like maybe there's a part of him that has always said, I'm going to go to Kentucky and do whatever it takes so that I can say I won a national championship there too, just like my dad. You big fan of Reed Shepard, Jack? I'm a, he, he is. He I'm, is. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do if he goes to Louisville? Well, I'm gonna be just fine with him. He can go to Louisville. It's I don't begrudge the kid in that situation. All of the pressure, if you're a critic of Jack Orms, is on the man named John Calipari because I feel like ultimately he doesn't realize, or maybe he realizes, but it's not an important thing to him to say. It's not all about the way the kid dribbles the ball here of why he needs to get a Kentucky offer. No, I agree with that. I, like, I totally agree with that. There, there, there are there are a few other things at play here. This is not yeah. like recruiting Devin Askew from <laughs> California. Like, it's this is a, a little different. Well, if he goes to Louisville, he's public enemy number one, and yep. I hope that he loses every single game that he plays if he goes to that program. Well, I would say this. I agree with you. He would be public enemy number one, but that's mm-hmm. why he's not going to do it. I if bet he he'd go to Louisville and hoop on us, too. <laughs> if, if he, I bet that's what happens. Well, and you may be, depending on how it plays out, he could do it as a revenge thing. You know, if oh, he, if, if we, if I'm right that he really does want to come to Kentucky to win a ship and be this great historical father son duo and then he doesn't get an offer from us, he will go to Louisville and do some crazy shit on us. And and, he, and if he does that because he didn't get an offer from us, he won't be public enemy number one for me. Yeah, I'll be looking him. at John Calipari saying, you did the same shit that Tubby Smith did and let Chris Lofton get our ass or light our ass up every time he came to Rupp Arena. And we took, we already had Rondo, so I mean it's kind of like a Tulsa. You already had a great guy coming in, but Chris Lofton really wanted to go to UK, and he was a stud. But Tubby was like, oh, "I already got my point guard." Like the two of them couldn't play together. That's something people forget too. Oh, two good guards can't play together. What are you talking about? Y'all remember John Wall and Eric Bledsoe? I mean. Something can happen sometimes, boys, where Tyler, people that are good they play together. Hey, yeah. that's true and dandy. But this, we got like two or three years before this can happen. Yeah, two years. Okay, well, we won't talk about it then. Well, I know. I, I just, I just want to get back to like I, I, and it's going to look like I'm getting off topic now. But I'm, I'm trying to go back to a topic we were discussing a minute ago. Jack, you said uh, something about they like these guys that come to Kentucky could have any kind of advertising or getting paid sponsorship from anywhere in the United States. And I think you are correct because UK released their NIL rules today and that they released all the things that they could not do, which included lotteries, casinos and sports wagers, stuff like that. Also included products of stuff that you had to be 18 years of age or older. Also included adult entertainment, including strip clubs and pornography, tobacco, marijuana, nicotine, any other company besides Nike, if they're at a team event, they cannot wear it. Hmm. And then also providers of other education. So like any other university, they cannot wear. So yeah, that does not include anything that's a straight up United States brand. So I think that's that's free game. Hmm. Cash money. Yeah, I mean, 
And Kentucky, you're going to have more eyes on you than anywhere with Kentucky. But I don't know. I just don't see it happening anywhere else better than it is going to happen at University yeah. of Kentucky. These kids are going to get paid, man. They're going to make some money. Rightfully so. Going to get paid. Going to get eyes on them. Going to get that draft stock to rise. Yep. Kentucky's the way to go. I am excited with um, with the roster we have, new coaching staff. I'm, I'm excited about Kentucky basketball moving forward. Oh, with yeah. that being said, we fire up this season. And, let, I mean, even if we do have good wins, if if we're mediocre, it's just been three rough years in a row with how COVID ended and then the disaster of a season. That wasn't year. a rough year, though. That that was just – No, it was a great year. But, it, you know, imagine Emmanuel Quickly and Tyrese Maxey in the tournament. We didn't get I, that. Right. We, we it, talked about that on the podcast, but you didn't get yeah. that far. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yep. Yeah, yep. like, I mean, we, who knows how that season would have ended because oh, exactly. I was so ready to pick them to win it all. Me too. Guards pick Nick and Quick, Well, and you, and you two are exactly right. It's not that the season was bad, but it's the ending was terrible because we never got to mm-hmm. see what it was. And, you know, it's like the old saying, count no man happy until the end is known. Well, that's a perfect example of that. So I think uh, we're on the up and up too, Kate. I'm glad to hear you're excited and – I, I agree that it can't just be a mediocre year. You got to have a thirty-win season. Thirty uh, wins would be nice, man. You, uh, you. I mean, I feel like that's the bar for me of whether yeah. I'm happy or not. Because I got to see these guys play. Well, I, oh, I'm not saying they're going to do it. Yeah, but that's what you want. I mean, yeah, if you're setting the bar at thirty wins, I, I'll, I'll, I'll meet you there. Thirty I, wins would be, I would be heavily satisfied. I just, even if we didn't make a deep run, I just feel like that's what it's going to take for me. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that or 30, a Julius Randle team run. 30's a lot. I agree, Willis. If you get me to the national championship game, then that'll work too. Yeah. It'll definitely work. Well, I guess that's going to do it, Cade. And okay. I appreciate you coming on, talking about some stuff we haven't talked about on here yet. I'm I'm jealous of you. I wish I had a cool man cave set up. I'm also jealous of the card collection you got. Well, Dude's got a $250 LeBron card on his eBay page. Um <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm jealous, and I appreciate you coming on and talking about it, though. Well, I'm glad you guys had me on. Maybe I'll join at another time. I enjoyed this. Oh yeah, absolutely. We, we, we we're gonna try to bring some people back on during the season when stuff is rolling. Sure. Uh, but we thank you for coming on now and talking about this yeah. random cool stuff. Go cats. That's right. Go cats. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on and go cats. Go cats. What you talking, mate? Look, cousin. <laughs> <laughs>